I'm Paul Moffat. I'm Jan Moffat. And this is Way Too Seriously, the podcast where we watch kids' movies and then take them way too seriously. Uh, this week we watched the movie The Great Mouse Detective. Jan, do you want to tell us a little bit about this movie? All right, so The Great Mouse Detective is a 1986 Disney movie in the Disney kind of house style back then. It's uh, stars... Vincent Price is the biggest name attached to it. He's the villain, Professor Radigan. It's the story of Basil, who is a stand-in for Sherlock Holmes. A young mouse girl loses her father and goes to see Basil to try and find him again. In the course of uncovering this plot, they discover that Professor Radigan is trying to take over the queen, trying to make a toy to take over the queen and conquer all of mousedom, basically. I had a little bit of trouble following the plot as I fell asleep for a tiny part of it, but it was during the most boring chase scene, so <laughs> I still got the basic plot. All right, well, uh, so let's start. I think uh, Jan is tipping her hand. <laughs> no, it was great. I loved it. <laughs> um, let's start, as we usually do, trying to be as objective as we can about, apart from whether you liked it, mm-hmm. did they do a good they job did. making okay. this movie? Well. In my opinion, the animation was good. Like the, it's the kind of that old school Disney house style, you know, it's the, very much in the same vein as what they were doing, like the Jungle Book and uh, Robin Hood and which are both way better than this. And, yeah. uh, We the Pooh. It's that really, that lots of lines, lots of, and kind of repeated frames and repeated characters you've, you've seen from those movies before. Yeah, absolutely. So that animation is is good in its way. is It's dated now, but I think but I and this like is, it. As far as the animation goes, I would say this is not at all a bad example of that style. In fact, yeah. it's I, I would say it's better animated. That, uh, I did notice some moments where the mouths and the talking weren't quite as in sync as they could have been. Hmm. Okay, so that kind of was a point against it in my favor. But they didn't have, I think, uh, to. I think The Jungle Book is undoubtedly a better movie than this, but uh, they didn't have the same repeated frame things that The Jungle Book has a couple of times where it's very obvious that it's a repeated frame. So in terms of yes. strictly the animation... I yeah, think I think it, it succeeded a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. It was... Uh, the music, fairly forgettable. Like, Can you think, sing any of those songs that they sang? Oh, Radigan. Oh, Radigan. <laughs> He's Radigan. The greed is a rat. Oh, Radigan. I actually think, I would say, uh, there's one song. Mm-hmm. There's another one that, like, happens on a record that is definitely forgettable and not worth and the, talking And the about. woman sings it. Oh, and the woman sings oh, it. We'll talk, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that when we get there. But the Radigan song, I think, was okay. Okay. <laughs> From the brain that brought you the Big Ben caper, the head that made headlines in every newspaper, and wondrous things like the Tower Bridge job, that cunning display that made London a sob. I think it was yeah. well-performed, funny. Mm. Yeah. And I can sing it yeah. right now. There you go. I'm... I don't, I'm like, I'm not writing home about it. It's no, not it's... in the staple with, uh, great Disney villain songs of all time, but yeah. I think it was perfectly serviceable. Yeah. The plot was very straightforward. 
I felt like there wasn't a single trope that they didn't just fall straight into. Like it was a very straightforward, there's a dastardly villain. He gives the monologue. He puts them in a trap that they, and then leaves so they can get out of it. It's, I mean, it's, and it's very on purpose that it's following these, you know, standard yeah. tropes, but that also as an adult makes it a bit boring. In terms of the plotting, I agree. It, you know, it's a mystery, but. It's hard to Is say because, I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess he's a detective. Yeah. He's solving the mystery. Yeah, but I'm a, I'm a little undecided because as an adult, uh, yes, the very like three minutes in, I knew one part of the mystery, and then as soon as they introduced Professor Radikin and he like gave, you know, hints as to the rest of his plot, I knew the rest of the mystery. Like yeah. there was nothing for me as an adult audience member to unravel at all. No, exactly. But I wonder whether for the kids, like, the fact that they could see what the mystery was and then they watched the detective figure it out, whether there was something valuable to them in that. Mm. But certainly there was absolutely no twists in the plot. It followed exactly the line you expected it to. Yeah. I've always said Vincent Price was great. Vincent Price was great. He's Vincent Price. He's the anonymous voice. (laughs) He, He... definitely stands out. I think even if you didn't already know that he was Vincent Price, if you watched this movie, Radigan as a voice performance stands out as being particularly good. Mm-hmm. The two, uh, the kid and her father are both done with Scottish accents by actors who are not Scottish. Yes, that is, yes. That <laughs> and is like, I feel like the father especially, well, the father was a bit Scrooge McDuck sounding. They both did the thing where bad Scottish accents, where it sometimes sounded like it was Russian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was the not. Basil, the ma- the great mouse detective Basil yeah. was good. Yeah, he was actually perfectly good. Yeah. He was good. Doc Dawson, the Watson uh, stand-in, was good. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. The Radigan was great. Mm-hmm. The kid and her father were pretty poor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think in terms of it's interesting to watch this movie and now like this came out in, is it, was it 86? Yeah. And like that time in the eighties, it was like, it was the rescuers and this an American tale. And I feel like there's another one. The other one, possibly that, all Logs go to heaven even kind of feels like this. And you know, the other one that came out at the same time as this, uh, that isn't a movie, but the other piece of culture that came out at the same time as this is maps. The comic book by our yeah. woman. Yeah. So like stories about, of, Anthropomorphized mice. Yeah. It's a weird, just like. Why? There was a time in our culture when we had anthropomorphized mice doing stuff. And I thought about, as I watched this, American, an American tale, because uh, the villain Radigan, it's a thing in the movie that he's a rat, but mm. everyone thinks he's a mouse, and he gets really mad if anyone implies that he's a rat, rat rather than a mouse. Mm. And it seemed like reminiscent of an American tale where the villain is a cat pretending to be a mouse. Yeah, very much so. Except American tale is much better for yeah. that I mean, in all kinds of ways, but for that particular ways. thing that like it's he's, you know, there's a reason why it would matter that he's a cat pretending to be a mouse and there's symbolic yeah. reasons and political undertones to that and all kinds of stuff. Whereas mm. Why is Radigan a rat and not a mouse? Well, I have thoughts to say about that when we're mm. talking too seriously. Yeah. Our kids really liked it. Did they? Yeah. They did. They yeah. both really liked they it. They really liked it, you're right. They were not familiar with Sherlock Holmes coming in, mm-hmm. but our older daughter was, you know, 
amazed and impressed by Basil's uh, uh, deductive reasoning yeah. that he like knows that uh, Dawson is a doctor and is from Afghanistan and was in the army and he mm-hmm. like she was amazed by that and yeah. so impressed. We should show her more actual Sherlock Holmes. We should. We should. So, um, moving on then, let's drop some objectivity. Mm-hmm. How did you like this movie? How much did you enjoy it? I gave it a resounding meh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have a tendency to fall asleep during movies, but I nodded off during this one, during like, the chase scene at the end, and I felt like I didn't really miss much during the bits and pieces that I fell asleep during. And maybe I did miss. See, yeah, I'm not even. I clearly enjoyed it more than you did. Yeah. Um, I'm not even sure which part you're referring to when you say that, like, super long. In your mind, there's a super long, pointless chase scene. Yeah. I'm not sure what you're talking okay, about. Up, like Big Ben, they chase him up. Yeah. Okay. So they're flying around in airships, and they yeah. crash into Big Ben, and there's the gears. Oh, yeah. that's kind of fun. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I was just not into it as much. I I think not to be to be very honest. I think I was biased against it a little bit because I had heard of it as like it's the throwaway Disney movie. It's the one that like two years after this you get Little Mermaid right. and you get the Disney Silver Age. And this is one of the last movies of that fallow period for Disney of like they're just churning out these kind of meh movies and so i went into it going this is just gonna be one of those and maybe i didn't maybe i didn't give it a fair chance i mean i think there's no question if you look at i mean this is if you look at this compared to the little mermaid it's not in the same league at all no i mean and no one no one would would claim it is this is in the same league as winnie the pooh the jungle book the aristocats uh and robin hood and the rescuers. And the rescuers. And I think it's pretty solidly the worst the bottom of that heap. Yeah. Um but there are elements of it yes. that is better than elements of the rest of those. Like I think the animation is actually better than mm. the Jungle Book or Robin Hood. Yes. Well those are the sixties and this is the eighties, so that's it's true. Like, it's a long time a while later. later. It's the same style. It's surprising that that's that style lasted for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, I kind of enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I'm not anxious to watch it again, mm-hmm. but maybe perhaps, maybe I more enjoyed seeing our kids be so excited about mm-hmm. solving the mystery, about yes, him showing true. off his mystery chops. Yeah. I don't think actually they were as excited about solving the mystery or they didn't show that, mm-hmm. but it was fun for me to watch how excited they were by his virtuoso mystery yes, solving. Absolutely. That was really neat. Had- well, I mean, just discussing it now, maybe you're making me enjoy it a little more. But in general, I was, yeah, fairly ambivalent to it in terms of the uh, the. I mean, quality for an adult. Yeah, I mean, I will say, as an adult, I enjoyed uh, Radigan. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed Vincent Price's performance, and I thought the character design of him was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. He had this great toothy smile that was quite well designed, and he looked good. Yeah. I enjoyed, as I said, watching the kids watch it. Mm. I did not enjoy the plot being as predictable as it was, but I, like, on a personal watching it as an adult, the fact that I could see every beat of the plot coming two miles away did not make it very captivating in that sense. Yeah. And there wasn't a lot of, like, humor 
for an adult to appreciate. No, not at all. There were some little jokes, like Basil couldn't ever remember the kid's last yeah. name, and that was a little funny, but it mm-hmm. wasn't like, there, there wasn't a lot that made me laugh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's a movie, this is, I'm getting into the way too seriously, and we should just go there, because... Let's go there. Let's get into the way too seriously, because part of what kind of ruined this movie for me was the way too seriously elements was there was an extended scene mm-hmm. with a showgirl not stripping but dancing around and at some point taking their clothes I would off. call it I would call it burlesque. burlesque that's the word I'm looking for burlesque with like these female mice and they're dancing around and they're also like every female character aside from the child there was one female character that was the child but every other female character is like a maid or a showgirl or a waitress and like or the queen or the queen or the victim or the victim which is the girl yeah yeah and they're all and like they're all <clears throat> exceptionally cleavagey for mice <laughs> yeah they were very cleavagey and i was like really is this necessary the queen is named the queen, so does she even have a name? And no other ones are named except the little girl. Yeah. I mean, I think there's lots to talk about in terms of the representation of gender in this movie. Before we even do, I want to, uh, before we go further, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to move past that burlesque scene mm-hmm. because I agree that I was saying a second ago that I enjoyed this movie sort of as mm-hmm. an adult. I agree that that scene ruined it. Yes. Like, as a movie, certainly ruined that portion of it. Certainly sitting there watching with my two daughters and like this, there's, you know, a stage and there's a juggler on the stage and all the burly, uh, ruffian mm-hmm. men are throwing things. And then a woman comes out and they're all like, gasp. And she's like, let me be good to you. Hey, fellas. <laughs> There's nothing I won't do just for you. Yeah, the song it's, was all like, was like sexual. Inappropriate and very objectifying. Mm-hmm. Like just barely shy of being literally the text saying women exist to satisfy men in any way they want to be satisfied. Yeah. Like only barely shy of actually saying that. Yeah, exactly. She was like, you have a hard life. The te- I don't remember the lyrics of the song, but they were pretty close to, you have a hard life, let me make it better for you by being good to you. And then she tears off her dress. Yeah. And yeah. like, yeah, I can't fathom uh, the that people thought this was a good idea to put into a children's yeah. movie. Um, and yeah. And I don't give, I don't make allowances for it was a different time, blah, blah, blah. No, it was it wasn't, the 80s, crying out loud, it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that different a time. <laughs> and yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. So I just wanted to, before we moved past that scene, I wanted to add to yes. my own, like... You, you agree with I me totally, and I, and I was just, like, I just found myself so annoyed at, at how bad that scene was and how bad like and then in general like the treatment of women in it was just like they were slaves yeah and they were so either like dancing for them or cooking for them 
let's go yeah. on to the like is there a single woman when I was thinking about it, like mm. is there a female character in this that wasn't damseled? No. No. I mean, maybe the showgirls weren't mm. damseled, if you can call them characters. Yeah. The more a female character was a fleshed out character, the more they were damseled. Yeah. Absolutely. And if they're to the degree that they weren't fleshed out, they were completely uh objectified. Yeah. It was that was the two possibilities. Yeah. Even the Queen does not have any power. No agency whatsoever. <laughs> no agency. Even she gets kidnapped. Even queen, yeah. She we talk about her off screen having like thanking him, but she doesn't even do that. No, we don't even see that. That was disappointing, I felt like. She didn't do a single thing. The yeah. Queen of Mice didn't do a single thing in the movie except be tricked, kidnapped, and rescued. Yeah. Um and then the the girl, Olivia, maybe if we're being really generous, she, she out, sought out Basil for help. Like that yeah, was something, that she, was something did. she did. But then she spent the rest and she he said like stay home and stay out of the way and, and she, she didn't, ta- didn't yeah. tagged along. But I feel like we have to be really generous to yeah. give that credit for that. Because yeah. what did she spend most of the movie doing? Like, yeah. be, being kidnapped, mm-hmm. being sought to be kidnapped, mm-hmm. being the chip, the bargaining chip that the villain uses to motivate her father. Yeah. She, like... Yeah. It was... That and then that was it. Fairly terrible. The only other female character yeah. is the is the Mrs. Hudson. I don't remember what they called her, but the uh, yeah. stand-in for Mrs. Hudson from Sherlock Holmes. And yeah. she had less of a role than Mrs. Hudson usually does in Sherlock Holmes, which is not very yes, much. Yes, exactly. You know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So what other uh, race or sexuality things that you noticed? I mean, in terms of... About the rat versus mouse thing? Well, is that something? Let's get to that in a second. Okay. We should just uh, note that in terms of race, there mice... But, uh, as is so very often the case, they are coded white. 100% coded white, yeah. played by white actors. Yeah. And it's England in the 18-whatevers. It's very... Well, that, and not, that's not an excuse, and that's not... And it's not like people of color didn't exist then, but that is standard Sherlock Holmes, is white yes. English thing, and that... Yeah, so I would say, like, in terms of race... It might be sufficient just to say that it fell victim to every one of the weaknesses that are typical of Sherlock Holmes mm-hmm. and yeah. Victorian fiction. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it didn't do anything to push those, to push those down at all. Yeah. yeah. In terms of sexuality, I would also just add that um, we talked about the depiction of gender being sucky. The sexuality thing is part of that too, mm-hmm. because yeah. every I mean, it's all wrapped up. Sexuality and gender are all wrapped up anyway, uh, in all kinds of complicated ways. But in this, like, by making it flat, they make it complicatedly problematic. Because mm-hmm. not only is every male in the movie presumed to be heterosexual, women's sexual desires are presumed not to exist. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, 
sexual desire is presumed to be a motivating factor in a children's movie is itself yeah like sucky yeah <laughs> and exactly. terrible yeah um for a long time they're just ogle- oh a big ogle scene yeah in a kid's yeah. cartoon serious, cartoon serious mice, male gaze. and they like wiggle their tails and like yeah okay literal tails because they're mice yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway um i don't think there's any I don't, I don't think that anyone involved in making this movie was using their brains. <laughs> thought, I don't think that anyone involved in making this movie gave more than one single thought to yeah. like male Absolutely. gaze, heterose- all males are heterosexual, yeah. women exist to be looked at. Yeah. Like in terms of depictions of homosexuality or whatever, yeah, there's, there's like no. not even a blink of an attempt no, of anything. I don't know. Not even a blink of a gesture of an attempt. Yeah. Um, Unless you want to say that uh, Sherlock Holmes really wants, uh, what, that Basil <laughs> really wants Dawson Does. to move in with him at the end, which yeah. is a standard read of Sherlock Holmes. They make sure that they both, that both characters spend a lot of time ogling women though. Yeah, absolutely. Or female mice. So I wanted to talk a bit though about, uh, Radigan as a rat rather than a mouse. What was that? What did you call me? Oh, oh, he didn't mean it, Professor. It was just a slip of the tongue. I am not a rat. Of course you're not. You're a mouse. Yeah, that's right, right. A mouse. <laughs> yeah, a, a big mouse. Silence! And I think it's a trope that exists outside of this movie, but I was thinking about it as I was watching it, that what what is the subtext, the implication that Radigan is evil by virtue of being a rat mm. and the other mice are good by virtue of being mice? There's a subtext to that, that mm. there is a something about yeah. your body, yes. your heritage, your genetics, your Which, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Your genetic makeup makes, makes you, you good evil. Or evil or, right? Yes. And so there's a kind of... Or even dirty or clean. Like exactly. Rat, rats are, like, they don't explicitly say this but like rats are dirty and this is a thing not just in this movie but in general Mm -hmm. rats dirty ugly evil yeah um in all kinds of cartoons in all kinds of kids movies i want to uh notice and be sure to call out that it's not okay that pretty things are good and ugly things are evil yeah exactly uh and Radigan is ugly and therefore evil. Yeah. Not the other way around. Not, not uh, being evil makes him ugly. Not being evil makes him ugly, but being ugly is itself an evil thing to be. Yeah. And that being a rat rather than a mouse in a world of mice mm-hmm. is itself an evil thing to be. Yeah. Being a minority, a yes. genetic minority, genetic minority makes him evil. And I think we can read some racial coding into rat i don't think we can read a specific racial coding yes but i don't think that there's a cognate that mouse equals white rat equals black latino asian whatever um because he's still coded white yeah in a lot of important ways but i think we can read racial other racial minority and class yes ism as well now if he is a professor. Yes, that's true. Like, and he's... I felt like there was classism in the movie. Yeah. Of 
the professor, but with the little, the minions are all very much like dock workers. That yes. whole scene, that whole bar, that whole city bar was very like these kind of dock working mice with like, and the, they have to dress, uh, uh, Basil and Dawson have to dress down and be embarrassed to be in these, these, uh, clothes that are, that are these dock working clothes. And yeah. And, uh, Basil has an upper, I mean, you know, it's English yeah, and they have accents. Yes. He has an upper class English accent when he's himself and he has a working class working accent class. when he's being pretending to be a no good ruffian or whatever they yeah. call himself, a low life ruffian or whatever. Yeah. A so good for nothing low life or something. Classes. So, and then, uh, Radigan, despite being as evil as they come and the worst, he's the one with the plans and the ideas, who's running the game. He has an upper class accent. All his minions have lower class accents, mm-hmm. uh, and there may be coded into the fact that he's a rat, not a mouse. Maybe that he is—he may have the education of being a professor and like know how to drink champagne and act, drink, smoke a cigarette on a stick, and act, mm-hmm. have the trappings of yeah. class. But uh, he's pretending. Yes, he's pretending to be an upper class mouse. He's actually a dirty, rotten, stinking, ugly rat. People can see through it, and rats are inherently bad. Inherently bad. And like, I know I shouldn't apologize for being way too seriously on way too serious, but it's (laughs) not like I'm fighting for the. It's not like I'm uh, upset about the rights of rats. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really want any rats in my house. I have friends who had a pet rat and I pretended to think it was cute, but I kind of don't really like rats. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not a big pet rodent fan, yeah. frankly. But uh, when you depict the evil person as being a different species from the good people, there is real world repercussions and, yes, and exactly. uh, uh, assumptions loaded into that. And mm. they just are. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Anything other very serious things to talk about in this hilarious, nice children's movie? That was the big. I mean, the two things I really wanted to talk about are the uh, burlesque yeah. show and him being a rat. Yeah. I don't know that I have much more. Do you mm. want to wrap it up and give our final rating on this movie? Yeah. Do we have a rating system? Well, we decide if it's good oh, or yes. bad, and whether it's seriously good or seriously bad. I think it's good, but seriously bad. Basically, I agree. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's very good. I'd no. say it's, on, it's good, but it's seriously it's bad. seriously bad. And I'm yeah. wavering on the whole good thing, but... I would say it's good. Yeah. But I would say it's seriously bad. It's seriously if we talk bad. about the serious issues, there are serious problems in this movie. Yeah. But, like, this may be the most problematic movie we've seen. We we have we have recorded on recorded yes on. absolutely yeah, not not movie I've ever seen but the most problematic movie we have ever talked about for our podcast way too seriously yeah absolutely well that'll do it for this episode of All way right. too seriously I'm uh before I say who we are <laughs> uh Jan if people wanted to follow us where could they do that you can find us on Twitter if you want to continue this conversation and tell us about some. Uh, good but seriously bad movies that you've seen you can find us on twitter at wts cast and if you like if the great mouse detective is a childhood favorite of yours and you want us you want to persuade us that it is seriously good like 
I don't think you will persuade us, but I'll li- we'll listen. Yeah, so absolutely. tweet us and your defenses of the Great Mass Effect if you want to. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, go on. You can uh, support us at uh, patreon.com slash clockworkscast, because that's our other podcast. You can also listen to that other podcast, Clockworks. We do a podcast about the epic show Legion. You can email us at waytoseriouslycast at gmail.com. I've been Jan Moffat. I've been Paul Moffat. Have a seriously good time. <laughs> is that our side note? Yeah, okay. it is now. <laughs>